Marcus Smart last night, one for nine shooting threes. One for nine. If he was playing for Red Auerbach, okay, uh, he would have been down at the bar downstairs, okay, at halftime. You just got chucked. One of chucked. Um, we have Chuck. I'm Corey. Um, we're just going to go over the topics, kind of see what's going on in this week's uh, broad questions. We have the World Series. We have the greatest NBA player of all time. Um, a couple things about the Celtics and the Patriots. So first question, Chuck, I have for you is who will win this year's World Series? I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna give a little bit of different answer. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't put a dollar on either team. <clears throat> I think it's a coin flip. Um, Houston Houston might go out win the first two games and they'll be the greatest team in the last ten years. And then uh, Atlanta will go out and win. Uh, I think Atlanta's got the pitching. Um, Houston's got the experience. Atlanta beat a damn good Dodgers team. Um, anyone that uh, I mean, people are making predictions on it. Uh, it, it, it's a coin flip. I wouldn't be shocked if Houston won. I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta won. It, it, it's a coin flip. You know what's going to come down to? Who executes? And maybe for the first time, um, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get some managers um, that might have some impact on the game. It would be nice to see um, one of these two managers instead of just throwing out the lineup. And um, you know, before the game starts, this guy's going five innings. This guy's coming in in the sixth. This guy's coming in the seventh. I'd like to see some instinctive managing, okay? Maybe move some runners along. Uh, I want to see some managers um, have an impact on the game. Impact on the game, okay? Uh, too many of these managers are give, getting credit. Uh, they're coming out there with a lineup, and I just don't see them manufacturing runs on their own, okay? You know, where, where are the days of moving runners over to second base? Half these guys can't even bunt. They don't even got You go down to spring training, they don't they used to work an hour on bunting. They don't even know how to bunt. It's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Um, Atlanta's got the pitching. Houston's got the hitting. Um, it's a coin flip. I'll leave it and at that. And question two. Who is the greatest <clears throat> NBA player of all time in your mind? Well, I know why you're asking me this because, um, you know, uh, your brother loves asking me this question around all his friends. Um, my friends love me asking. Um, every, everybody's got it wrong. If, they, if there's one thing, I mean, we're going to hear... Michael Jordan, we're going to hear the current players today. Um, you just, if you're going to start selecting the greatest players of all time, I'm going to get a little bit of general here. When they start talking about players all the time, it's tough to compare. Is Tom Brady the, the greatest football player of all time? Uh, you got to look at how they dominated their era. They're all equal in their era, okay? You know, some guy's going to break the swimming records. You know, uh, Mark Spitz says his record's broken. The guy after him did, okay. Before that, okay. Uh, with technology, players are quicker and faster. Schedules change. Contracts, okay. You have to look at who dominated the era. Hands down, it's Bill Russell. Bill Russell just never, never lost. He didn't lose in high school. He won twice at San Francisco. He won the Olympics. Think about it. This guy came into the NBA in 1957 and from 1957 to 1966 okay he only lost once 
he only lost once. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. His first ten years in the NBA, he won nine out of ten. Okay? And the only one he lost in 1958, okay, they were beating the St. Louis Hawks, okay, three games to two. And he broke his arm, broke his wrist, broke his arm. He didn't play in game six and seven. Okay, he didn't play. He was up. I can't even count that as a loss. So the only one time he lost going into 1966. Then he came out and Red Harback retired in 1966. And uh, Russell said, I'm gonna retire. Okay, and Russell says, I'm retiring. I can't play, and, and Arback says, why, why, why are you retiring? I can only play for you. You're the only coach I can play for. He said, then guess what? You're gonna be player coach. Bill Russell came back in 1967, first year as player coach, and they did. They lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, okay? Uh, and by the way, they lost to one of the greatest teams of all time. Will Chamberlain got traded to that team. They had Chet Walker and Luke Jackson up front. In the backcourt, they had Al Greer and Wally Jones. Six man's Billy Cunningham. He was a John Havlicek for crying out loud. Billy Melchioni, Matty Dukas, Al Bianchi, a few other people, okay? Um, and at the end of 67, Russell said, I'm gonna retire again. I can't believe it, I'd won nine out of 10 and I lost, okay? I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they used to run their camp down in Marshfield and John Havlicek stepped in and he said to, he said to Russell, um, you know, you were more concerned about coaching than you were, um, than you were playing. It, it affected, it affected you, okay? Before the game, after the game, everything else like that, Havlicek, you know, uh, told Arback and Russell that he would take a, uh, he would take a, a hands-on uh, control of, of a lot of the coaching duties, okay? And history history shows um, the Celtics came in third or fourth place in 1968, 1969. They came back, they won both championships. So just look at it, okay? He was in the NBA for 13 seasons. He won 11 out of 13. One of them you can't even count as a loss. He wasn't even there for the end of the game. He broke his wrist, okay? Then he had... Then he comes out his first year as player coach. He loses to the 76ers to one of the greatest teams of all time. Nobody dominated their era like Bill Russell did. That's what you got to do when you look at the greatest swimmer, the greatest tennis player. Okay, you have to look and see who dominated their era. It's not even close. Hands down, Bill Russell. I don't know how much you've watched. That's a or... sore spot because when I grew up, basketball was it was was it was a team game. Uh, we just got off talking about Bill Russell. Um, are the Celtics going to make the playoffs? Of course, there eight teams make the playoffs. The Celtics going to make the playoffs. Okay, they've got you know they've got some good players over there. I like the they, they picked up Horford. I like him at center there. Okay, Brown's going to have a great year. Tatum's going to have a great year. Yeah, but okay. you don't you don't really you're not uh, a big fan of Tatum. Um, I'm, I'm not a great fan of Tatum's because, you know, he's going to go out and score 50 points and then uh, then he's going to go out and he's going to go five for, five for 25, okay? I'm looking at consistency, okay? Uh, I don't see Tatum, okay, being consistent enough in, during the 82 games, okay? And the problem with the Celtics are, and, and uh, I've said this for the last couple of years, uh, their the, the coach there, who was the coach? It just Stevens. Stevens was a, was a great, great, great college coach. No doubt about it, what he did. He came into the pros, okay? He doesn't have the cannolis to come after these guys, okay? Um, you'll see they do things on the court. They'll call a timeout. He doesn't even bring it. He doesn't, he doesn't come after anybody, okay? He basically throws They're an AAU team. The, the, uh, under Stevens, they were an AAU team. They ran up and down the court, okay? Chucked up their three-point shots, 
okay? They're an AAU team, okay? You may as well bring in Leo Papillo, the greatest BABC coach of all time, what the BABC has done here. Leo Papillo, great, 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 great AAU coach, okay? But they, they, they AAU teams, those kids were all looking to move on to college, okay? They were up and down, run. There wasn't a lot of defense, shooting the three-point shots. That's what the Celtics were, okay? Um, you know, uh, unless, unless you've got a Curry on your team, okay, uh, he's about the only three-point shooter that ever went on to win a championship. All these high school teams, they shoot three-point shots, they get into the championship games, they go four for 25, they're out of it, okay? Look at, uh, and, and now I'm very nervous. I thought this new coach was gonna come in and he was gonna have a little bit of cannolis to come after these guys, okay? Um, I mean, what, what, what they did against, what they did in, in, the, in the first game uh, against the Knicks and what they what they did on Toronto, even the coach came out and said they got punked, okay? Uh, and as an announcer said, okay, you can't have a bad game defensively. What did they do? They gave up over 20 offensive rebounds and they turned the ball over 15 or 16 times, okay? That, that, that just doesn't go, okay? Giving up 20 offensive rebounds, I would have called I would have called practice at 6.30 the next morning, gone over to their place over there, off the Mass Pike over there, and I would have said, we're gonna spend two hours learning how to box out. We're gonna watch these films, and I'm gonna see who boxed out and who didn't box out. If you're boxed out, get in your car and go home. If you didn't box out, we're gonna learn how to do it. I don't think they know how to box out. Just like half the guys in the, 90% of the guys in Major League Baseball don't know how to bunt anymore. They don't know how to square away and face the pitcher, okay? These guys don't know how to box out. I'm afraid that the Celtics might be getting back to some of their tendencies under Stevens, okay? He was a great, great college coach, didn't belong in the pros, nicest guy in the world, okay? He was a fish out of water here, okay? Um, and based off of what I've seen in the first few games, I mean, hey, as we speak here, right, last night, what did Marcus Smart? I've been saying for three years, okay, that I would no more let Marcus shot through the three-point shot than I'd let Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell, okay? Where is it all of a sudden these guys chucking up these threes? Marcus Smart last night, one for nine shooting threes. One for nine. If he was playing for Red Auerbach, okay, uh, he would have been down at the bar downstairs, okay, at halftime, okay, down at, down, oh, okay. Uh, it, it's just incredible, It'll, you know, so uh, hopefully this new coach can turn it around. I, I, I don't think he can. Okay, uh, watching the game last night, I saw Marcus Smart shooting up those threes. I thought this new coach would have come in and turned around and, and, and called him to the sideline and said, you chuck up one more three and you go to the end of the bench. Last question is the Pats versus the Jets. Are the Pats for real after that blowout win against the Jets? The blowout win against the Jets were great. Um, you know, 54 to 13 or whatever it was put 54 points up on the board. Um, I, I get a kick out of this dink and dank because uh, every Sunday, a couple of my buddies, we watched the Patriots and for years, I kept saying, you know, Tom Brady's dink and dank, dink and dank, dink and dank. I wasn't being negative about that. Dink and dank, throw the ball down the field. The object is to put the ball into the end zone. Okay, I'm driving around the last couple of days listening to some of the national commentators and some of the local commentators and they're saying, you know, how far can that offense go with the, with, with, with the Pats, okay? They beat the Jets, but they beat it with a dink and dank offense. Oh my friggin' word, give me a break. I thought the goal was to put the ball into the end zone. They put up 54 points and people wanna complain about a dink and dank offense. I'd run that dink and dank offense seven days a week, 
Okay, they put up 54 points. I thought the name of the game was to put the ball into the end zone. Did anybody complain in 1962, 1963, 1964, 65, when Vince Lombardi would run the ball off tackle 15 times in a row? He'd run the ball off tackle with Paul Honing and Jim Taylor. Four yards, can't stop me, four more yards. Nobody turned around and said, "Oh my God, look at the look at the uh, look at the Packers. All they can do is run the ball off tackle. Good." And all they did was just kept winning, winning, winning. Okay. All I know is the Patriots put up 54 points against another NFL team. Are the Jets one of the worst teams in the world? Still, they were all Americans. They put up 54 points. Okay. I hope they run that same dink and dank offense because this was not far from the way the offense that Tom Brady ran in 2001, two, three, four, five, six. You, you know, you take the few years he had Randy Moss. Otherwise, he's been dink and dank, okay, early on in his career, okay? Right now, the objective is to get the ball into the end zone. They did it. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Cannot believe what I'm hearing. And you were not happy with the uh, quarterback's performance with the Jets, too. But you, you like what Mac Jones is doing? Or no? Well, the quarterback for the Jets, I don't blame that. I blame I blame that on the play calling. They get that guy chucking the ball all around the place, okay? I mean, these young guys are doing the right thing with Jones, just like they did with Brady, okay? Keep the offense simple, okay? That's what Tom Brady did. Now, Brady doesn't run a simple, a simple offense today. He's got the 20 years of experience, okay? Uh, the name of the game is to, is to keep the game simple, okay? Let them grow into it. Let them grow into the position. And that's what now what they're doing with Jones right now. I mean, do you realize, okay, that if they didn't fumble the ball on, on inside the 10-yard line against Miami, they kick a field goal, okay? If the guy misses the field goal, he hits the goal post, okay, by less, less than a foot to Tampa Bay, and they go into overtime in Dallas, okay? Do you know how close his team is to over having one loss, Okay. They talk about how they should have beaten New Orleans. They shouldn't have beaten New Orleans. They get their ass kicked against New Orleans. They could have beaten Tampa Bay. They could have beaten Dallas. They could have beaten Miami. Okay? So I wouldn't be surprised if this team goes 8-9. and nine, And I wouldn't be surprised if they go out there and somehow find a way to win in 10 or 11 games. Okay? So um, I, I like the I like the way they're coming along. I like you bet I like, on the Pats. What I bet on the Pats? Um... Well, all year long, um, because of Belichick. Any spread, any. You got to be line. you got to be careful with the Patriots because the Patriots were, um, you know, there was a couple against Houston that were favored by nine, ten points, and they had one win. Okay, uh, uh, the bookmakers still put um, too much credit to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Okay, a lot of those point spreads that they were favored should have been lower. Some of the games are underdogs. They felt they should have been a little bit more. Okay. Um, uh, what 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 I bet on the Patriots? Yeah, I mean they 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 they're playing they're playing good football. Are they gonna are they gonna make the playoffs? I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. There's too many games. There's there's too many teams that they'll never catch. Three or four they won't catch. And for that last wild card game, there's six or seven teams in there, and they've got some they've got some tough games. And they don't have a lot of playmakers. Okay, um, and every once in a while you're gonna have to win one of these games at the end um, with a, with a playmaker. Okay, they're not going to be able to do what they did against the Jets all the time. But, hey, let me tell you something. Look what the Patriots have done the last 20 years, okay? If it takes the Patriots two or three years to get back up there, God bless them, okay? Nobody wins forever and ever and ever, okay? And as long as they can stay competitive for the next couple of years before they get up there, Patriots fans should be blessed. Bless up.
on from the topics of the day we are going on to the five minute ramble now this is our first episode i don't know how this will go basically we just rambled on there but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say a team name a a coach's name anything from sports and what you're gonna do is just say whatever you'd like first thing that pops in your head so for example i could say the coach's name Bill Belichick, and you could ramble on. Once I blow this whistle, you have to stop. We move on to the next, uh, I could say the Boston Celtics. You go on, you could go on from the 1960s, whatever. You could talk about the 2020 Celtics, you name it. So if you understand, let's get after it. I have about six or seven here. Again, it's a five minute ramble. Whatever you'd like to say. I'll start with the LA Lakers. First thing that pops in your head. One of the greatest franchises of all time. No doubt about it. Probably enjoyed um, the Jerry West teams, Elgin Baylor. Saw them play a lot when they were younger. Obviously the Magic Johnson. They talk about rivalries. There was nothing, nothing, nothing ever beat uh, the Lakers and the Celtics during the Bird Ages, okay? Um, only because it was more TV back there. Back in the 60s, they had some of the greatest games with Russell and those guys going against Baylor West and um, uh, uh, all those guys, Gil Goodrich and all those guys down there. Um, a, a great franchise. Um, I think they're, uh, I think, I, I don't know where they're going to go this year. They're, they're, they're too old. They don't play any defense, okay? Um, they're going to win games by scoring 125, 130 points, okay? I think they're going to have a tough time getting into the playoffs uh, because when you get to the playoffs, okay, um, you throw everything out and you've got to be able to go down and play some defense. Uh, All right. Not gonna play uh, defense. Boston Red Sox. Red Sox. Uh, hey, the Red Sox had a, a great year, okay. Uh, I know everybody said, I don't like this talk about Cinderella. They got the third or fourth or fifth highest payroll. Uh, in baseball, um, they should have been great. All that money they spent in the in the off season, okay. Again, they're still the third or fourth highest paid team. Um, I, I do think this. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they're ever going to win with Cora again. I know Cora's a great guy. I give him credit. He messed up there in Houston. He owned up to it. There's no doubt about it. Although I do believe what Cora did was. Uh, much worse than what Pete Rose did. Pete Rose never affected the outcome of a game. I don't care how many games he bet in football. I don't care if he bet other games in baseball, okay? Pete Rose never stepped onto that field and cheated to win a game. Cora did, he owned up to it, no doubt about it. Um, but Cora makes me a little bit nervous. I think he has a little bit of Brad Stevens in him, okay? Now, he throws their roster out there. He doesn't move runners along. To me, he could throw that, he could put that starting lineup out there and go to a hotel, okay? Before the game, he already has in his mind, this guy's gonna go five innings, this guy's gonna go four, this guy's coming in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, okay? He doesn't manage with instincts, okay? I, I think he's all into computers, okay? Um, all right, Ben Simmons, hot take. Ben Simmons is deplorable. Benson is deplorable. Probably the most overpaid, one of the most overpaid guys uh, in the NBA. Okay, great defensive player. Can run the fast break. Okay, always saw him, saw him as a team player over there in Philadelphia. Uh, he was badly exposed on national television last year. 
okay? He's always been a bad free throw shooter, uh, but he even got worse last year. Uh, before they were, they were, they were following him, you know, in the last couple of minutes of a game. Last year they started following him, okay, sometimes early, early into the second half, okay? Um, uh, you know, he's, um, I, I don't know how in the world, uh, he's just not worth the money he's worth. Um, he's, uh, he's, he, he's a liability there. I, I think he'd be a, a, a great six man coming off the bench for defense. I take that back. He could be a starter. If you want to play some defense, okay, he'll get you eight, nine points, get some offensive rebounds, okay. Uh, he, he believes he's God gives to earth. I don't know what he's doing. He's a liability to teams. Um, some teams probably wouldn't even put him in the, in, the, in the lineup in the last five or six minutes of a game. Okay, and now he wants to be traded. I mean, what, what, what if Abib showed up today and said, I don't want to be here anymore. They're just going to give him away. The 76ers, they should sit there and, uh, and now he's coming up with this, that uh, he's got some, uh, he's not mentally prepared. He's not, he's, he's prepared to go out there and play. He's put a gun to Philadelphia's head. If I was the owner of Philadelphia, I'd sit there and say, here, here you are, you go make a deal. You think you're an all-star, a first or second team all-star? Good, go find a team that will give us a first team or second team all-star to replace you. Otherwise, go find some team to go pick up your salary. John Gruden. John Gruden, um, It, it, it's, it's a sad commentary. It's a sad commentary. I was never a fan Touchy of his. subject, sounds like. Um, you know, he won his. He, he won. He won in Tampa Bay down there. Okay. Um, it's sad. I, I, I think that uh, there's, there's who knows how many thousands of people out there have said the exact same things he has. Okay. I feel bad for him because he's had um, a lot. A lot of his players. Okay. A lot of his minorities that have played for him over the years. Um, have to be shocked and maybe they quite didn't understand who they were playing for. Um, um, but, uh, hey, you know something? Uh, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, okay? He got caught, uh, he got caught with his hands in the cookie jar. And like I say to all my kids all the time, every time you send out a text, every time you send out an email, be prepared for that text and be prepared for that email to be on the front page of the New York Times or the Boston Globe. If you're not embarrassed, send it, okay? And just for the heck of it, okay? I've never sent a text out in my life. Not because I'm not afraid of sending out a text, okay? I've just never sent a text out. It's a job. I'm gonna talk to my kids. I'm gonna pick up the phone. I'm gonna talk to them. I'm gonna talk to somebody. Texting is for high school girls and college girls to shoot the shit at 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, okay? But back to Gruden, okay? Um, sad, sad commentary, sad. All right, so we're going to end that five. I don't even know if that was five minutes or not. We're going to end that ramble there. And what we're going to end with is the top bets of this week. You have those, Chuck? So well, you told me we were going to do this. You told me about five minutes before we started. You told me you were going to do this. You talked about this for a while. To yeah, do but this. I mean, you usually, okay. you usually uh, know so who I, you're I taking. I quickly looked down. I just quickly looked down, okay? Um, so no, he's got, he's only because quick. someone might be listening to this today. Okay, and they might want to get something in tonight. Uh, the, take, the, take the Avalanche in hockey tonight to win. Take the Avalanche in hockey tonight to win. All right, okay. so Avalanche just, just to win? You're right, to win. Okay. Going to write that down. Yeah, and then uh, tomorrow night, do a parlay. Do a parlay in the NBA with the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Celtics, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Celtics, Lakers, Clippers, on a, parlay. On a parlay on Wednesday, okay? 
Uh, and then here are four games that you want on Sunday, okay? You're going to win three out of four of these football games in the NFL. Take them all. Tampa Bay by the spread, Seattle by the spread, Cincinnati by the spread, and Buffalo by the spread. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We got Tampa, Tampa Seattle. Bay. Tampa, Seattle. Yeah. Cincinnati. Cincy. And Buffalo. Buffalo. Take all them, by the spread? All by the spread. Oh, wow. Take them all by the spread, okay? Never going to tell you guaranteed to win them all, okay? Take the four of them. I take teams. I like to take three, win two out of three. Take four, win three out of four. The worst that happens is you, on a bad day, you go two for two, okay? You break even, okay? And then do this on Saturday, okay? So you got some extra money for, uh, so you got some extra money for Sunday, okay? Put a bundle on Georgia, Put a bundle on Georgia. Bundle on Georgia. Bundle on Georgia. I'm going to end it right now. Okay. Get your put pen a, out. Put a bundle on Georgia on Saturday. I think they're 13 and a half, 14, 14 and a half. Okay. Uh, I look for Georgia to win that game by 20 plus. 20 plus. 20 plus on Georgia. 20 plus so on throwing Georgia. Throwing the house down on Georgia. These bets that we're going for, we're going Tampa, Seattle, Cincy, Buffalo, and then we're going Avalanche to win. And then we're going Celtics parlay with who else? With who the else? Lakers and the Clippers. That's Lakers tomorrow night. Clippers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's big time. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to end it there, folks. Thank you right. for Hey, joining. maybe we can do this again sometime. Yeah. Okay. And uh, hopefully uh, maybe this time next year, uh, it'll be me and Stephen Smith. I'll be talking sports and he can be talking uh theatrics or whatever. Bingo, okay? bang, All right. Go. Good night. You just got chucked.